0: Now, strides forward, 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 forward. This is Strides Forward, a podcast of stories about women and running. I am Sheree Louise Turner, your host and producer. For the first series of episodes, each of which centers on one runner, I'm focusing on experiences in and around South Africa's Comrades Marathon, the oldest and largest ultra-distance running race in the world. Comrades is 90 kilometers, or roughly 56 miles long, and turns 100 years old in 2021. And over 27,000 people registered for the 2020 event. In this episode, I take a close look at what it takes to go from being a good runner, a really good runner in fact, to breaking into the coveted ranks of the elite field at Comrades. For that, I turn to the story of this woman.
1: So I'm Renata Fosler, and we live in Gauteng is the province, and we we call it Midrand, but some people call it Johannesburg North, but let's say Johannesburg. Renata has
0: been a runner since her primary school days. She ran track in high school and then upped her distance to the half marathon. Then, in 2010, she took on Two Oceans, a much-loved and prestigious 56-kilometer or 35-mile road race that also takes place in South Africa. And she's returned to that event a couple of times since. Whatever distance Renata chooses to run, there's been one through
1: line. My big thing is I've always loved running. It doesn't didn't matter if I wasn't good or not. It was always a thing for me. Training and running was always a passion for me
0: and while Renata loves to run no matter what, she does concede
1: that yeah I've always been a little bit competitive in my running
0: and where Renata lives, if you want people to see you as a serious runner, there's really only one standard that everyone relates to.
1: In South Africa unfortunately if they ask you if you're a runner and you say yes and then they ask you the next question have you done comrades and you say no, they don't think you're a good runner.
0: Renata became increasingly annoyed by this line of
1: questioning and the inevitable assumption that came with it. And then I started thinking about comrades and think sure it looks so nice, I just want to do it once.
0: And that was the plan to run Comrades just once, and after becoming a mom. By 2018, Renata was the mother of two young boys, and she decided that that was the year she'd take on this 90-kilometer challenge. To prepare, she looked at online training programs and ran with friends.
1: I just ran every day, some days longer and faster, and other days slower, but I just ran. I was literally... Counting the kilometers, kilometers was so important to me. I just wanted to do at least, I think, 2,200. That was so important.
0: And she set a very lofty goal.
1: So I actually thought, in all honesty, I can do silver with my first comrades. So I got annoyed when people told me, you can't really do it with your first comrades. Renata's focus was on
0: earning the highly coveted silver medal. This is awarded to runners who finish outside of the top 10 places, but under seven hours, 30 minutes. As of 2019, this medal is officially called the Isabella Roche Kelly Medal. There's only one higher achievement at Comrades, and that's the gold medal, which only goes to the top 10 finishers, male and female. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, something to know about Comrades is that the course goes point to point between the coastal city of Durban and the smaller town of Pietermaritzburg in the hills. Each year, the race switches direction, making for up years when it finishes in Pietermaritzburg and down years when it finishes in Durban. The up years have more climbing, and the down years, well, there's more descending. Also, the route the course takes isn't always exactly the same, so the distance from year to year is slightly different. However, the down run is always longer than the up run, by about a mile and a half. This reduces some of the downhill advantage of the down years. Even so, the downrun is the faster direction. And in 2018, that was the direction the course was going. So that did work in Renata's favor. But to be abundantly clear, even with the downhill advantage, earning a silver medal is really hard. Looking back at 2016, the previous down year, there were only 16 silver medals awarded, out of the almost 3,000 women who did Comrades that year. That's it. The upshot here is that the silver medals are generally earned by runners within the elite realm of the sport. Nevertheless, Renata showed up to the start line, fit and focused on achieving her silver medal goal— The race day plan was to run with friends. But because of the way the race is organized, Renata wasn't in the same starting area as the people she was supposed
1: to run with. So the agreement was to meet up out on the course. I just thought I'm going to see my friends and I never did. So I was basically running on my own, which made me feel very insecure and unsure because that wasn't the plan.
0: Renata was running for her local club, the Sunning Hill Striders. And around 21 kilometers into the race, through the crowd of runners, Renata landed on a welcome sight.
1: I saw a guy in, Sunning Hill, in the Sunning Hill vest, and he saw me, and we just immediately almost connected. And we were both going for silver. And- Renata and her Sunning
0: Hill clubmate decided to run together. And as 10, 20, 30 miles ticked by, they continued running fast enough to keep that silver medal goal time within reach. But to deliver an outstanding performance, you have to maintain your goal pace all the way through to the very end.
1: And Renata neglected a critical part of making that possible. For that whole 91 kilometers, I think I had a half a banana. I was aiming for a sandwich, but my dad fumbled and I just dropped it and I left. So I think I had two goose and a half a banana, which bit me in the bum as I bombed completely. I did so well up until 70 kilometers.
0: And at that 70 kilometer point, Renata's Sunning Hill running companion wasn't feeling any better.
1: We were both nagged, and I remember it so clearly. We, were, we started walking, and I told him, I don't think I can do it. And he's like, "Yo, he he can't do it either. And then we gave each other a fist bump to say, well, then it's not meant to be today. And we started running again eventually, and we finished together. And up until today, this was one of my coolest moments because we became friends on Comrades Route.
0: Great memories aside, Renata left Comrades dissatisfied because she hadn't met her goal.
1: But I finished in 7 hours 42, and then I told my husband I really think I can do it sober. Right, so those plans to
0: run Comrades only once, those were tossed. Because imagine, if she could get within 12 minutes of the silver medal with an unstructured training plan and eating close to nothing to get through the 56 hilly miles of Comrades, what time could she run if she did it all right? Could Renata transform from being a really good runner to an elite runner? To help her find out, Renata turned to a woman who knows exactly how to perform well at Comrades, a running coach and the woman who won the 2018 Comrades, Anne Ashworth. And in November 2017, Anne had also founded South Africa's only all-women's elite running team, Team Massmart.
1: That's when I joined Anne, and I got a very decent, very hard program. The structure had a lot more quality.
0: To prepare for the 2019 Comrades... Renata was no longer just going out for a hodgepodge of runs, some longer, some faster, some slower, some shorter, like she had when she was getting ready for the race the previous year. Every run had a specific purpose, and those runs were strategically laid out over many weeks so that Renata could get to Comrades as fast and healthy as possible. But the running was just part of the picture.
1: And then she introduces me to mass mod, which is it's amazing because there's so many different ladies with different backgrounds, different experience in running.
0: But that's not nearly all. At Anne's suggestion, Renata also incorporated many other tried and true tools that help athletes build up to elite level performances.
1: She introduced me to a person that can massage, so every week I go for a massage. She got us speakers to speak to us, so I actually also started seeing a dietitian. I also started training with a personal trainer and um, would give us this all these good books. She gave me a lot of advice with race, food nutrition, so my nutrition changed completely. So, yeah, that's it's almost like a whole team. It, we always joke and say it takes a village to raise a child, but it takes a village to raise a gourmet runner as well. There's lots of people involved.
0: It would take a village, and it would also take paying attention to details.
1: She forced me to run every 8 kilometers I had to eat something. And luckily my husband is quite an intellectual and he loves new things. So he read up exactly how much jelly babies I need to eat every 8 kilometers.
0: Renata's personal trainer addressed typical weak spots for runners, which would help her get strong and stay injury-free
1: to start getting my core strength and your hamstrings and your glutes.
0: And for the dietitian, there was some fine-tuning to attend to.
1: I've relatively always eaten healthy. I've never had eating disorders. I love my food, but I also love chocolates and chips and junk food. And I could see with my training, especially if the previous day I indulged in all these sweet, candy which is a really battle.
0: Renata could also rely on the support of her Massmart teammates.
1: It's like a big sense of community with just the girls. There's a lot of support and because girls we are a little bit more emotional. It's a very caring environment so I really love it. I wouldn't like to run for any other club.
0: It was also helpful that there were good places to train right out Renata's front door.
1: We have a lot of security estates because of just things happening in the country. It's very popular. I can, if I want to, without doing too many loops, do at least a 35 kilometer in this estate. So that is amazing. You can run any time of the day. It's very safe.
0: And she had someone waiting for her bright and early every single day.
1: I've got a very good training partner that literally lives 300 meters from my house. So every morning we meet each other. We just text each other the previous night, say, meet you at five.
0: It was with all that put in place that Renata was able to step up her running game.
1: I was very blessed. I didn't get any injury didn't miss one single session that she gave me, which I also think a program is obviously structured to know when your body needs to rest a bit and when it needs to go, whereas when you train on your own, I just went.
0: Oh, and what about Renata's training fixation from the year before of just focusing on counting how many kilometers she
1: was running? With Anne, I didn't even count. I was too tired to count, in all honesty.
0: Even with all this support behind her, her family, her training partner, Coach Anne, Team Massmart, the personal trainer, speakers, books, a massage therapist and dietitian, running this much and this hard, and keeping up with the regimen that allows you to keep pushing yourself week after week, while also being a wife and full time working mother of two young boys, it gets to be a lot.
1: Must be honest. Towards the end of comrades training, you sometimes wonder why you are punishing yourself like this. But obviously, this method's to the madness.
0: And there's her team to keep her spirits high.
1: There's always someone training hard and telling everyone no we can all do it. So when one girl feels down, this two or three others that can motivate so I think that sense of community also helps to know it's not only for you but we also want to go for team prize for comrades so you almost run for a team although it's an individual sport so I think that's what really motivates me and then it always also helps that I have a training partner that stands outside and waits for me there's
0: also the extra motivation of being on a fully sponsored invitation-only elite team.
1: Massmart looks after us, so you almost also have a responsibility towards them. So I always feel like if I don't feel like getting up, I don't want to call it work because I don't see it as work at all, but because they support us, it's the same responsibility that I need to give to my boss. And I think the thing is I know how good I felt after last year's comrades were doing a good time. It might not maybe happen because you can never predict the day or injuries, but I would try and do everything in my power in order to achieve that goal again.
0: And up until the day of comrades, Renata takes every precaution to make sure she arrives at the start of the race healthy.
1: A week before Comrades, I walk with hand sanitized the entire time. And you're almost like very asocial. I don't go to parties a week before Comrades.
0: In the lead-up time before any big race, runners try to do as little as possible. It's time to cut back on training, to taper and rest. Any athlete who's been through a tapering period knows how truly unpleasant it can be. All that energy you've been pouring into exhaustive training now gets pent up, and there's nowhere for it to go.
1: But I remember my good friend at work, she asked me, say, am I nervous? I'm like, yes, I'm so nervous before comments. And she told me, but why? Because you know how to run. And when she said it, almost like the penny dropped. I'm like, yes, I know how to run. So now every time I get nervous, I just remember that. So you know how to run, so just enjoy it now.
0: Even with calming mantras and soothing reminders, sometimes race nerves are just inevitable.
1: I never sleep well before a race. And then when your alarm actually eventually go up and you can actually finally get up, then my first thoughts like, why do I do it to myself? But then my husband is very positive and he will, like, fist bump me and say, no, you're ready.
0: And a little homegrown humor always helps.
1: My husband always, we have, we have this joke, before I go to a race, he'll always text me and say, remember, you're number one. But it's, it was a big joke from previous when we still dated, and this became our thing now. So every time I go to a race, he'll say, remember, you're number one. And then we both laugh, and that kills a little bit of the stress.
0: And eventually, the time comes when all that's left to do is to get yourself to the start line. And for the 2019 Comrades, Renata was in for a very different experience. She was one of the officially recognized elite racers, a select group of the top men and women. Instead of squeezing into the densely packed start corrals that the thousands of non-elite racers contend with, she and the other elites are escorted to the very front of the race not long before the start. And then the familiar proceedings begin.
1: As soon as she, they start with all the music and all the songs, and I'm like, okay, now you must just do it. So the nerves are there, it's a lot, and then I don't even think how long the race is. I'm just like, just start. As soon as your legs will start running, they'll remember all the training, and then it will be cool.
0: Renata was in the best shape of her life. She'd prepared thoroughly and trained hard, never missing a single workout of her rigorous training program. She'd earned her way onto an elite team and into the elite field of comrades. But never to be underestimated is that this race is tough for everyone. This is where you test your limits, and that means there will be times when you have to dig deep and accept prolonged discomfort, and you have to remain determined to stay with it. You have to decide over and over again to stay really uncomfortable for hours. And this year, 2019, was an up year, so it would be even more challenging to earn that silver medal. In the previous uprun, only five women were able to achieve this goal.
1: The first half is quite a climb, and I remember I was already tired. I'm just like, I'm not even at the peak of this race. I was like, how am I going to do it?
0: Many runners credit the crowd support at Comrades for getting them through the rough patches.
1: With us, the ladies' names or big and then your number is small so a lot of supporters just call your name even though they don't know you because they can see it and because we run a little bit closer to the front they are so supportive of girls so they really cheer you on and it feels like everyone knows you and you feel a little bit like a celebrity you almost just want to high five everyone and I know last year as well in beginning I still do it but then I get tired but it's actually amazing Having
0: personal attention along the way is also a big boost. At Comrades, many runners have seconders, support crew that meet them along the course to hand off food and other supplies.
1: My husband is an amazing seconder. He would study the map and I think I met him seven times along the route. And obviously every time I saw him, doesn't matter how I looked, he would tell me I look great and I look strong. And I know I look, I I see those action photos, I don't look great. But just that mental thing that just because he tells me that I'm like, yes, then I look great, then I must just go.
0: All that cheering and support are helpful, but they don't remove the difficulty. This is where mental strategies become critical.
1: Because I had probably a slump of 10 to 15 kilometers, and then I just said, okay, just start focusing on the next five kilometers. So then I just started focusing on that and then I started passing goals and as I started passing goals I just thought myself you're not allowed to walk, you're not allowed to walk because if I'm going to start walking I might start cramping and I don't want to start running again and then I just started picking up and as I started picking up and passing the goals it's almost like I got like energy.
0: Renata kept at this piece-by-piece approach, knocking off one five-kilometer section after another. The uprun has a notorious final climb, Polly Shorts, or Polly's as it's known, which is the shortest of the five major climbs of the race, but it's also the steepest. Just about any Comrades racer you talk to about an uprun has a story about their Polly's experience. It comes at about 10 kilometers or six miles to go and is about two kilometers long or just over a mile. Even runners who finish in the top 10 have been known to walk at least part of the way. But Renata had her plans firmly
1: in place especially just before polis, I could see how tired the goals became. And with their tiredness almost, I'm like, okay, but I'm not walking. So it means like I feel a lot stronger. And I didn't walk at all for that 87 kilometers, not even on polis.
0: Renata finished the 2019 Comrades strong with an incredible time of seven hours, two minutes and 59 seconds, easily meeting her silver medal goal. But she was also tantalizingly close to doing even better and only seven minutes, 23 seconds out of the top 10.
1: And when I finished, I was actually disappointed because I saw the two girls finishing in front of me on the television afterwards, and they looked nagged. And I didn't look that tired although I was very tired but not as tired as them and I then I thought I probably could have pushed it a little bit more but you also didn't know you might push too soon and then your whole comrades is um, passed.
0: Of course that questioning disappointment over missing out on a place or two was only a small slice of a much larger experience.
1: But just to know all the training paid off, you've done it, it doesn't really matter your time. Just to know, it's actually freaking amazing to run that for. It's probably not surprising
0: to learn that Renata plans to run Comrades again. With the confidence of seeing hard work pay off and knowing that there is likely more success where that came from is strong motivation but there are also the daily rewards of a consistent
1: and challenging athletic pursuit. I don't know if it's just like letting go. All the stress of the previous day at work or home or when you run, you don't have energy or time to think about the stuff that stresses you out. You get perspective on life again. It's actually not that bad. It's it's fine. So my thing is just focus on your run. You don't need to have a key in the world. And
0: sometimes the benefits of running, they're not just good for you. They're good for those around you too.
1: I think it's just the, those hormones that's also helping your mood. It's also a big joke with friends of ours. If I get grumpy, my husband will always tell me, so when lost did you go for a run? So it's definitely for me, it's a, a diffuser of my mood.
0: And as runners will point out again and again there are so many lessons from running that you can take into your everyday life
1: you almost learn patience you can't just go from zero to hero in in a week is that. Every day, keep showing up, do your bit, and eventually you'll get there. And I learned obviously a lot of commitment and determination and almost mind over matter. Anything is possible if you have a positive mindset and you are prepared to work hard. Mm -hmm. And that's like for your work as well, with your family. Mm -hmm. There's obviously days that you're so tired and you feel like, why am I doing it? Mm And then I just tell myself, Well tomorrow will be a better day. Just sleep it off. And my family is so supportive of my running. I almost feel like I don't want to let them down. They suffer with me in a sense where they hear my alarm go off or mommy's out running and but they're so proud of me and that's almost she almost run for a better purpose or bigger purpose and I feel like that's in everyday life. You learn commitment with your work, with your family. You learn to prioritize very well. So I know when I'm running, I'm running. As soon as I step into the house after a shower, now my mom. I do puzzles. I read. And then I get into my corporate clothes. And then I know now I work. I forget about the session this morning. And then I get back home again. And then it it's kids. And I try not to multitask like I'm focused now so let's do it and that's the same with the training I I can't even think about it I need to get up at 4 or four thirty or whatever get up do my thing because that's the only time I have and if you really want it then you must just make it work for you so I think mine is discipline and um, prioritizing and patience um, is the, the most valuable lesson I've learned
0: And this is where we end Renata Vaslo's story. For more information about this episode or about Strides Forward, please visit stridesforwardpodcast.com. There you will also find an ever expanding list of resources about women and running or women's sports more generally. Every episode, I highlight one of those resources. And for this episode, it's Trail Sisters. There's a lot to this organization, and they say it best. Their mission is to increase women's participation and opportunity in trail running through inspiration, education, and empowerment. The work they do makes trail running more accessible, welcoming, and enjoyable for women. You'll find a lot of resources and information on their website, including articles, short films, ways to connect with local trail sisters, race reports, how to find a coach and information about their grants and resources. And more. One of the initiatives I particularly like is the Trail Sisters approved standards for races. This helps identify races that prioritize the experiences of women as much as they prioritize the experiences of men. Makes sense to me. We all pay the same amount in entry fees, so it stands to reason we should all get the same consideration. The website also has a robust race calendar, and you'll see a Trail Sisters-approved graphic next to the races that meet their standards. Also to know, the Trail Sisters network includes the U.S. and Canada. You can learn all about Trail Sisters at trailsisters.net, which I'll link to in the show notes. As always, I welcome you to please stay in touch. I can always be reached through the website, or you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Strides Forward. Thank you to Renata Voslo for sharing her story. It was a total pleasure to connect with her. And thank you to the Strides Forward team, whose voices you experience in other ways on this podcast. There's April Mariner of Bonfire Collaborative. She keeps the podcast branding and website looking amazing. You can find April at bonfirecollaborative.com. And there's Cormac O'Regan, who makes all the music you hear and does the sound design. Thank you, Cormac. And thank you, the listener. I really appreciate all the feedback and support. I truly love these stories, and I love knowing that they're making connections with listeners around the world. Please let me know what resonates with you. Until next time, this is Cherie wishing you Satisfying Strides Forward.